Welcome to Almost Here, Round the Corner of Future Technology podcast with Richard Jacobs. Future Technologies, poised to transform our lives for better or worse, are the focus of this podcast. Almost Here means these technologies are now here and starting to be used, or just around the corner, from Bitcoin to artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. Hello, this is Richard Jacobs, Future Tech Podcast, Almost Here, Around the Corner Technology. To have Anders Brownworth, um, Chief Engineer at Circle.com. Anders, how are you doing? Great. How are you doing? Thanks for having me. Yeah, I really appreciate it. Um, would you tell folks, uh, because you'll probably describe it better than I would, uh, what, what does Circle do? So it's a good, good place to start. So Circle, uh, mm-hmm. what we are trying to do is to uh, enable person-to-person payments. Uh, the the goal is to have anyone anywhere in the world be able to move value to anyone else uh, without having to pay a, a transfer fee of some sort. Uh, so, uh, you know, a, a difficult problem and a wide-ranging, uh, you know, wide-ranging implications, but the we, we believe payments should be sort of table stakes. We're trying to make it so anyone can pay anyone uh, very easily. So what, what's your um, your current adoption? What countries are you in? What currencies? Yeah, so uh, so uh, Circle has started uh, in the United States. We have offices also in uh, Europe and a uh, new office in China. Uh, we are launched uh, in the United States and in many markets in Europe. Uh, there are uh, a number of other markets coming online right now, and um, our original product, uh, you know, is, is available worldwide, but doesn't doesn't uh, have a lot of the sort of deep integration with the financial, the local financial system features that you that you have in the countries where we're launched. So, what's the current state of payments right now, and, and specifically, how is Circle making it either faster or better or cheaper or easier? Yeah, so uh, so I would argue that the the current state of payments right now is is very much uh, how things used to work. You should be able to pay just like you send an email, or you should be able to pay just like you text somebody. It should be just effortless and and work across uh, any device or any uh, locality. And Obviously, with email, you know this has been possible. We've been able to send an email around to the other side of the world effectively for free uh, for for 30 years. So why why doesn't money move like that? And the reality of the situation right now is uh, banks and 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 different uh, sort of money services providers are it's much very much a hodgepodge. And in order to move money from one to the other, you've got to Kind of figure out how to to make that work sort of through the traditional system. So it's very it's very bumpy uh, and uh, also laden with fees. Uh, so that's the that's the landscape where where you know sort of where we are globally right now. Um, the way to attack that is to look locally and and uh, make the system uh, interoperate better with the existing financial infrastructure. Uh, and, and allow people, though, to uh, connect all those localities all the way around the world so anybody can send money to anyone else uh, just as easily as an email or, or a text or, or give them a phone call. It should all just 
the uh, you know as you know sending emails is free so so moving value like moving money that should be free too uh, so yeah it's it's kind of embarrassing you know we're in it was 2017 now and uh, the 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 financial world works very much like it did in in really the 80s. Uh, so, so we're hoping to change that. Well, what are the biggest um, stumbling blocks, and what, what's, you know, what? It sounds like a very hard problem for some reason. So, what, yeah, yeah. what's making it difficult to do and expensive, and you know, regu- regulated and all that stuff? Sure. Well, you you touched on it, right? So the 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 trick is is uh, or was a thing that's been tough is how do you how do you effectively do this everywhere while complying with uh, with regulations that exist. You know, regulators aren't out to uh, make life hard for you. They are out to secure uh, the, the, the public and try to uh, enable people not to be taken advantage of. Uh, so they are, they are pursuing their mandates and doing a very needed service. Uh, so the question is, how do you make a system like this work globally, work internationally, plug in deeply to the, the existing financial infrastructure and, and make things, you know, flow like water while working uh, properly within the regulatory uh, framework. That's, that's one thing. Now, of course, the uh, different financial systems around the world have, have you know, they've, they've been growing. They've been adding capabilities and features and, and at different rates and in different ways. And so interoperation was never really the, the top concern. Uh, so, so there's a great deal of friction there, too. Uh, and, uh, you know, so the, the hope of, the, you know, a successful product would be something that uh, makes all of that effectively uh, just work behind the scenes. Uh, if I want to send, you know, I'm in the United States and I want to send you $10 and, and you're in Europe, let's say you have a, an account denominated in euros, my $10 should just magically flip into whatever your local currency is, into euros, and end up in your account with, without, uh, you know, incurring a fee to do that. Um, right. Yeah, that's, that's the, it's, it's, it's not easy, you're right. What, so what are some of the um, the first elements that you're going to be able to fix and why? Yeah, <clears throat> right. So, so uh, uh, deep connection with the financial system in in localities is is the is the basically the big thing that we're working on right now, and uh, the thing that that fixes is. It makes it smooth. It makes it so that you can transfer value from one place to another without uh, without having to know uh, all of the details about how uh, the financial system works in a certain locality. Uh, just allow the money to flow from from uh, one person to another, uh, however it uh, needs to. So it's 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 kind of figuring out the particular like like. A good example might be, you know, in the United States, um, some competitors that do this kind of thing exist. Um, you, there, there are competitors of ours that that you can use to to move money from one person to another, and, and it 
goes, uh, you know, it flows instantly and, and automatically, and, and you know, it's it's not a problem. But you can't do that globally, right? In the U- United States, there are competitors like that. If you look at Europe, though, the, the landscape is very different. The competitors are different, and certainly not uh, analogous. They're not one to one. They're they're they work very differently. In other localities, there just simply are no competitors. Uh, so it it you know how you actually do these things and where you fit is is really different depending on the different locations you go to. Uh, it would be great to have sort of a one size fits all uh, solution to this, but at the end of the day, it is actually a, a very complicated uh, uh, problem and making things fit into the regulatory framework in each of the countries and the financial system, just the way it happens to be and, uh, and comply and, and sort of work with the different localities and the regulators in those localities to get good regulation uh, and, uh, you know, set up that benefit, not just us, of course, but just benefit circle. It benefits everyone in the ecosystem. Um, so that's uh, that's the task, you know. That's what we're trying to do. Any um, which countries are you finding that it's easier to get this going in? Which ones more difficult? Well, I don't know if it's there's an easier and a, and a more difficult. It's definitely uh, uh, it's definitely just really different in each place. Some some areas have. Uh, you know, are, are, are much more receptive. Others, uh, others aren't, and, and that's true of you know both technically how you integrate with with systems and uh, and what the regulatory environment and whatnot is like. It's it's uh, you know it's sort of a wide range. Um, for example, so uh, just uh, working with the way the financial system works in uh, a certain country versus another, you might have like in the United States. The way banks move money back and forth essentially is through the ACH system, and that carries with it certain ways of you know doing business, certain ways that it works. Uh, it takes a number of days, uh, generally, to move money, a number of business days, uh, and you 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 have to build a system that works like that. In Europe, uh, with the uh, SWIFT system, it's a little different. Uh, it's very different, matter of fact. It's uh, you know. One is push and push versus the other, which is pull. Uh, so, and it has a different time horizon, and it's in the way it's the way you interact with it is different. Um, you know, in in some places you can work directly with system other systems. Other places you work through partners. So I, I wouldn't say it's like one is easy and one is hard. They're they're just so very different. Um, uh, really, the the hard thing is just to make it all just work uh, as you would expect it would, you know. So, what's the rollout plan? What does it look like? Where does it look like it'll happen first? And maybe yeah. what dollar limits, and then where will it come next, and next, and next? Yeah. So right now we are deployed, uh, as I mentioned, in the United States. Uh, you can you can download the product, link a bank, get uh, get everything going send money, all that kind of thing. Uh, in Europe, there are a number of uh, countries that, that we are uh, hard-launched in and some others that were uh, sort of right around the corner of being hard-launched in. And then uh, uh, we don't yet have a, a product launched uh, in China, but that's that's coming. Uh, I would say right now, really, our, our focus is to really get, get Europe uh, uh, 
you know, operational. Um, so that's that's right. what it looks like right now. Literally, what are the steps then? You know, from me hearing about Circle to saying, okay, I'll try it. You know, what do I have yeah. to do, and then how does it work? Sure, right. So the best way to to do this is to uh, go on to the App Store, be it uh, iOS or Android, and search for Circle Pay. And when you do that, you'll find the Circle app, and you hit the little install button, and it'll install, and then you run the app, and it'll walk you through a get set up uh, kind of a, a series of screens. And uh, so, so I, I suppose I would say our primary use case then is mobile first. We're a mobile first app, so uh, you can interact. Uh, with the service using a, a mobile phone. However, of course, if you are sitting in front of a web browser, you would just go to circle.com and you can go through very much the same process and set it up uh, uh, with an email address and go from there. Okay, so I downloaded the Circle app. I have it. Now how do I go make a payment or receive a payment? Do I have to work with someone that has the app as well? Or uh, could I just go to a merchant and just tell them yeah, about no, it? So, yeah, great question. So, so what we're doing at Circle is we're trying to make payments from one person to another be you know, just as simple as texting somebody. So it works very similarly to the way that you would text someone. So you pick someone from your contact list and you would send them some value. If they don't have a Circle account, they can uh, they'll they'll get a note that says, "Hey, you can set up a Circle account to accept this value," and then they would uh, they would do that and and accept it and you know send it to somebody else or cash it out to a bank or whatever. Uh, so that's that's how that would work. We also do uh, interestingly have a, a product part of the product that works if you're on uh, an iPhone. Uh, we have a part of the product that will work. In iMessage on the iPhone, so just like you know, right in your interface as you're texting somebody, you can actually send them five dollars uh, right from that interface. Um, so uh, there's a number of ways to do it. How how are you going to get wide enough adoption where um, you know it won't be just person to person, or maybe that you don't want that, but uh, people can go to a merchant and say, "Hey, do you take Circle Pay?" Of course, and yeah. make a payment that so, way. Yeah. So so. Uh, so that's not our focus. Our focus is definitely uh, getting every person in the world connected. And uh, I think when people hear payments, they instantly think, well, uh, you must be buying something from a merchant. And for most things that we do now, that's true. That's what it is. What we're trying to do with Circle, though, of course, is to allow one person to pay another. So like you know, split the bill for dinner, split the cab ride, these kinds of things. Uh, you know, buy somebody a beer, uh, that, those sorts of things. We feel like that uh, those lower uh, value transactions, are they just go uh, just logarithmically because there would just be so many more of them. Um, usually this is the, the area where cash lives right now. You know, if I'm going to give you five bucks for something else, take $5 out of my pocket and give it to you. It's, it's the same kind of thing that we're trying to do. We're trying to make that, you know, just work on your phone. So if I'm going to give you 5 bucks, I just circle you 5 bucks, and now you have, uh, now you have the money unambiguously. So uh, the, the, the direction, the focus of what we're trying to do is to make it so that 
uh, every single person in the world can transact value even all the way down to a penny. I should be able to send you a penny, and that shouldn't be prohibitively expensive to send. So as soon as you can do that, as soon as you can send a penny, you could think, okay, I could use this for pretty much ev- everything, anything. And, and I, you know, I, I think we're, what we're realizing is the, the number of transactions where that's true, where you could send all, you know, a very small amount of money, uh, is just a far higher amount of transactions than maybe you would uh, interact with a merchant. Um, you might buy something once a day, but you would uh, shoot money back and forth, you know, pay the kids their allowance or whatever it happens to be multiple times a day. So that's really where the payment volume is. Okay, gotcha. Um, I'm not bringing this up to ambush you or anything, but... Um are you okay to talk about Bitcoin and, you know, circle that you guys took yeah, it and absolutely. now you don't take it? Okay. Uh-huh. So, yeah, what uh, happened? You, you guys used to take it and um, I guess it was announced that you don't need more. Can you talk about, you know, what the reasoning was? Yes, absolutely. So, so uh, right, I think it's, it's very important to talk about Bitcoin. So, to begin with, the way uh, Circle is architected is, is very informed by Bitcoin because, Bitcoin is essentially cash for the internet. And the way Bitcoin works informs how pretty much we believe every virtual currency will work going forward to some to greater and lesser degrees. So the way Circle was architected was heavily informed by that. Uh, and as you mentioned early on with Bitcoin, you could, you could actually go into the Circle app and buy some Bitcoin and uh, do uh, you know send it around or whatever, and you could sell it back to uh, back to Circle and get cash for it essentially. So what we've done is is we've taken away the ability to buy and sell Bitcoin directly. And you, you might look at that and say, well, that that why did you do that? Well, uh, uh, in order to buy and sell Bitcoin, the, the the types of people that are doing that are generally long-term speculators in in Bitcoin. Uh, Not really people trying to do person-to-person payments. Um, But while we have moved away from allowing you to buy and sell Bitcoin, what we we still do is we still uh, use Bitcoin in the background. Uh, We we think of it more like a, a settlement network than a way you might go to Starbucks and buy a coffee. It's not very practical to say that a coffee costs 0.001265 Bitcoin or whatever it happens to cost because that's going to, that number is going to change in five minutes. Uh, you know, I go to Starbucks, a coffee costs five bucks or whatever. It's, it costs something like that, U.S. dollars, in the, you know, as far as me in the United States. That's what I would see. So that's the way I think about that kind of thing. I don't denominate things in Bitcoin. Um, so... Uh, at the same time, though, if I am um, spending an international remittance, for example, uh, and the best way to move that value is through Bitcoin, we will. Uh, so we haven't, we haven't, uh, you know, abdicated uh, the role of Bitcoin at, at Circle. We've, we have made it. It is a critical part of our infrastructure, and it's the way that. Uh, you might clear an international settlement. It's uh, it's 
generally we're we're using Bitcoin for what Bitcoin is best at, and that's uh, that's settling uh, larger amounts. Um, so that's that's the uh, thing. It's a sort of a long-winded answer, but at the end of the day, sure. what we're trying to do is allow people to uh, pay each other, uh, you know, person to person, and um, the number of people maybe that you would pay directly with Bitcoin is it, that's not that's not uh, the common customer. The average person doesn't really know what the value uh, the value of Bitcoin is, uh, but the the average person certainly knows what the value of five dollars is. Right. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it, you know that your user base and the reason that you're there is to help people make payments seamlessly and fast and. It's not to speculate yeah. in Bitcoin and that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's exactly right. Okay, that makes sense. Um, let's see. So, with so this is 2017, you know, we're in February. What what do you project is going to happen this year with Circle? What milestone well, do you think it'll achieve? And then, you know, maybe uh, two three years out, what are you guys looking at? Sure. So, uh, so a couple of interesting things there for. Uh, for 2017, uh, the focus of our company is really to to settle Europe, to get Europe really up to speed. All you know, all the markets in Europe that we're targeting uh, get get deployed in uh, in Europe. So it, it, that's really the focus right now. Uh, but you you bring up a, a really interesting question: is is you know well, where where are we two three years from now? Uh, as I mentioned, Circle uh, has been informed. The way that it's, the product is built, the way the back end is built, has been informed by virtual currencies, by Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. What we intend to do, and, and this is a, a really, I think, interesting and, and novel thing, is for the past three years, we've been building a system around Bitcoin that allows uh, uh, Bitcoin to work in the regulatory environments around the world. Um, how to make it, uh, you know, how to make it kind of fit and work. Um, one example of that might be like, well, how do you move money from dollars to Bitcoin or Bitcoin to dollars or something? In in the Bitcoin network, there's not really a place to say, I bought this Bitcoin. It costs nine hundred and fifty dollars for this Bitcoin. Um, there are pieces that would need to be added. So some, some pieces like that kind of sit around the outside. The interesting thing we're doing is we're taking everything we've learned in the last three years that, that does that, and we are going to uh, implement that in a smart contract-driven system, and we're going to open source that. It's a project called Spark. Um, and we will be uh, you know, making this available so... Not just not just us at Circle, but anyone can run Spark nodes and be able to uh, to interact with virtual currencies. Um, so it's a it's a larger project that we're working on, and uh, something that will take some time before it really uh, you know really becomes. Uh, you know what what it's intended to be, and, and and frankly, you know we're early on in this process, but uh, we're very excited about it. It's it's going to be a way that that we at Circle can give back to the uh, the communities that we you know that we that have been helping us for for such a while. Um, so yeah, that's what we're doing. Um, any since you guys are you know I don't want to say dependent but dependent on Bitcoin. 
Are you going to um, include any other blockchains just for safety, uh, Ethereum or other cryptocurrencies? Or you know? sure. So uh, so Bitcoin, uh, as I mentioned, works in the background, uh, and we we are we are sort of virtual currency or blockchain agnostic uh, behind the scenes. Uh, we'll use the system that uh, that gives the benefit that that we're interested in, and the chance of that being Bitcoin only forever is probably not high. Uh, so we're you know we will use other virtual currencies as they have as they give us capabilities capabilities that we're uh, we're interested in deploying in our product and we're interested in in. Uh, uh, you know, deploying for use with other partners. So yeah, we will use others. I, we're not, uh, you know, uh, certainly not at this time talking about making uh, another virtual currency like uh, like uh, Ethereum or, or any other uh, virtual currency available as a as a you know an asset that you that you would hold. But we would certainly consider using them uh, in the back end to to move money or to uh, you know, do something interesting with a smart contract, for example. Uh, we're looking at a lot of technologies for that kind of a thing. How do you guys, um, you know, as you grow, how do you avoid becoming one of the biggest Bitcoin buyers and sellers if you're going to settle things, you know, using that payment rail? Well, maybe yeah, that's a good thing. Um, I don't know. <laughs> well, it, it is a good thing to be, to, to be a big player, yes. Um, but uh, uh, you know, I, I don't think the intent is to avoid being um, being a player in the Bitcoin market. And what we really should mention is, of course, because we use Bitcoin, we have we have a need to to uh, be both buyers and sellers of Bitcoin in the market. And for years, we've been concentrating on building a treasury that has deep capabilities, deep relationships throughout the. Uh, uh, the Bitcoin trading world, um, and we we these these uh, uh, relationships are very important to us, and um, we we want to be good citizens and be the uh, the entity that you might go to to uh, you know to do a larger deal or move uh, move uh, value in one way or another. Um, so I, I think that remains part of it. Um, uh, you know, certainly, certainly for the uh, the time that you're you're using a virtual currency, you have to have a way to uh, uh, to trade it in the market. And so, you know, we really seek to be a strong partner in that. Um, we have great trading partners and a and a you know a very uh, uh, a very uh, good way to move uh, into and out of currency as necessary in the market. Uh, it's a very important part of our of our business. Any um, regulations coming or um, big sea changes in Bitcoin that you think could uh, you get you guys are aware of or people should be aware yeah. of anything any showstoppers or things that you're worried about? Um. So so well, uh, it's it's interesting. Whenever the price of Bitcoin moves in a big way. Uh, it's in reaction to something going on in the market. And nine times out of ten, maybe even more than that, it's because something is happening in China, because that's, the, that's where 
most Bitcoin is mined. That's where uh, uh, large markets for it are and a lot of demand. And speaking from, uh, you know, looking at hindsight, we see uh, different actions, different statements that are made by regulatory agencies and whatnot. And, and you can kind of see how they impact uh, the price. So clearly, regulatory uh, um, changes will impact uh, this. Now, we're, we're not leaving Bitcoin. It's not, um, you know, we, we don't see it as uh, something that's just about to be outlawed or anything like that. It's, it's uh, you know, it's certainly not. Um, but that said, it's, it, it's a volatile asset. I mean, it's not like holding U.S. dollars. It, it fluctuates quite wildly. And, um, you know, you, you, you see changes that happen uh, in the regulatory landscape and it, it changes the price. So as part of our, treasury's, our treasury team's mandate, of course, is to be aware of that and follow that stuff very closely and understand what are the kinds of things that, that will move the price. Now, you know, that said, I, I, I don't know if there's, uh, you know, the, the PBOC in China is going to turn around tomorrow and say this is illegal or, or whatever, uh, I certainly don't think that's going to happen. Um, but if that did, uh, it would certainly it would certainly change things. Um, we don't see anything like that, though. That's not a um, you know I don't think that's a uh, uh, a concern right now. Okay, very good. Any um, any other questions about Circle that uh, you think we should cover? I think we covered a lot, and you've been very gracious about answering yeah. and uh, you know giving folks yeah, no, a good I'm, understanding of it. Yeah, the the uh, the uh, yeah we've really hit on the <laughs> the most important uh, part. Certainly, um, certainly, I think understanding what circle supplies is uh, uh, you know a big part of the message that we're trying to get out. We're trying to make anyone anywhere in the world be able to move value to anyone else anywhere in the world, just like you would do a text or an email, um, and uh, you know we're laser focused on that, um, so that's the that's the focus of of what we're doing. And um, you know if you look at that, it informs very much why we're uh, why we're doing the things that we do. So um, yeah, yeah, I think you're uh, you pretty much hit all the all the major points. Okay, well very good. Well, Anders, uh, you know thanks so much for taking the time. I appreciate it and. Um, the best way I think you mentioned is for folks to get experience with Circle is, you know, download the app on iOS or Android. Any other ways they could start uh, learning more about you and, um, you know, using Circle and getting engaged? Yeah, that's the best way. Go to the App Store, uh, search for Circle Pay, and uh, try it out. Check it out. And, you know, try sending money to your friends and, and have them send back and, and see how it works. Um, feel free to send uh, send me a note or something, and I'll I'll shoot your money back to you if you just want to see how it works. Um, I'm Anders Brown with Adam Circle. Okay, Anders, thank you very much. All right, thank you for the opportunity. You've been listening to Almost Here, Around the Corner Future Technology Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Subscribe to this podcast, post to review, to discover more future technologies that are poised to transform our lives for better or worse such as Bitcoin, artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more.
amor. 